Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. But listen, Laverne, shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome to Barbecue Central Show. We do it live here every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m., recording at the same time, giving you podcast capabilities before anybody else has done that. Still to come on this show this evening, Len Aberman of the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast. Hopefully, we're looking forward to that. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. Slash BBQ Central Show Facebook and Twitch for a live video feed. Also one over at Slash RD Rempe. That's R-D-R-E-M-P-E. R-D Rempe at YouTube. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, we bring you 172 episodes. Not all at once, but this is episode 172. Taking you back... All the way to April 10th, 2012, when I was, that's nine years ago, if you couldn't believe, nine years, nine years ago, somebody that created the Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bevington, was on the show. And while I was very poor in my prep this time around for the promo, I can tell you we talked about stick burners, and in the description line it says stick burner nothingness. I don't really know what that means, but I do recall one of the initial conversations that I had with Kevin. But here's what you need to know. First of all, I harp and harp and harp about audio quality on the show. My audio quality, always constantly trying to refine and sound better guest audio quality, trying to figure out a way to have them have an in-studio sound when at all possible. It's not going to happen every time. Sometimes a guest is going to be a last-second book, and it's going to be phone. That's just the way it's going to be. But if I get enough time, we can encourage people to buy USB mics, which might seem like a dick move to some people, but realize that this is helping you sound better in all aspects of your life, not just for my podcast interview, but maybe you do a lot of Zoom calls for work. Well, now you can sound really good. You can be the you can be the sounds good person on your Zoom call. Plus, makes you sound really professional. I was talking. Well, I better not say anything. I'll back out of that. I'm redacting that, retracting it. Going to go kayfabe on that. Anyway, here's what you need to know about Kevin. 
this guy sounded like he was in the studio way before I had such an OCD about my sound quality and guest sound quality. He sounds magical. That's number one that you need to know when you listen to this Friday episode. Secondly, if you don't know who Kevin Bevington is, back in the day, there were few pitmasters ever that accomplished what Kevin Bevington did during his real get-down time on the barbecue competition circuit. He owned, owned the Florida Barbecue Association competition circuit. It was team of the year for Florida Barbecue Association five years in a row. Five years in a row. And at that point, FBA was really in a comeuppance. There was a lot of good teams that were coming out of Florida. There was a lot of Florida-KCBS rivalry, like Florida guys can go into KCBS contests and do well, but KCBS guys can't down to the can't come down to the FBA contests and do as well as we do. A lot of macho things going on there. Also, at least two or three times within that five years of Kevin winning the FBA five years in a row, Kevin was top ten in KCBS same year. And he lives in Oviedo, Florida, which is like nowheresville on the Gulf side. Like literally nothing. They were building cities the last time that I was in Oviedo from scratch. It was crazy. But he was finishing top 10 team of the year, not like top 10 in our competition. Team of the year, top 10 KCBS. And he was team of the year in FBA. Team of the year, five years in a row FBA. Plus, he was FBA president for a run as well. And within some of our conversations, Kevin ran a Lang, and he talked in depth about how to run a Lang, how to run a clean fire, and the amount of airflow that's moving through it. I mean, there was a lot of great information we were talking about. That I think eventually Kevin moved off of stick burners and into pellet cookers when they became fashionable solely because you know they people wanted to get sleep. People were changing how competitions were going. They weren't staying up all night and getting blasted. So look for episode 172 this coming Friday. You do have to be subscribed to the podcast feed in order to get it. And if you have something specific that you would like John to make up for you, if you have a long-distance request and dedication, then hit John up, J-O-N, John, J-O-N, at the BBQCentralShow.com. Scott in Pittsburgh writes, Greg, as a quick introduction, you and I met once before at the Grill Fest at Hartville Hardware in Ohio. This was the year prior to COVID, and DVQ was the guest cook. I was the guy that traveled in from Pittsburgh. You'll probably be holding that against me very shortly. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Nothing like a foreshadow, Scott. I'm writing to let you know that I'm afraid that I may have jinxed you when it comes to your audio issues over the last number of weeks. On March 15th, I submitted your name to the Barbecue Hall of Fame for consideration for the class of 2021. The next night you had Marissa Overson on, you experienced the audio repeat issue on your end. I felt bad for you and thought to myself, geez, I hope the folks at the Hall of Fame don't take this minor issue into consideration. It's a double uh uh-oh. The following week was take one on Sandy Brown. She had the issues with the thunderstorm, and I think to myself, wow, what are the odds? Then she was on for a follow-up interview the next week, and all seemed to be going well. Then her feed crapped out again. At this point, I'm starting to convince myself 
But this is turning into a full-on curse. Oh! Then we get into this past week, and Len Aberman, who does podcasting full-time, a Beyond Reproach pro, and even Len was unable to connect with you. Not to mention, Doug calling in from a possible hurricane. Yes. Go back and listen to that. And then I quickly, like Doug helping me out, and and, and true dick Greg Rampy move, I, dis, I just dismissed Doug. Doug, I got to go. The, the wind. The, the wind. Anyway, I get back to it. Apparently, nothing good can come from a Pittsburgh guy trying to support a Cleveland guy. I feel I must be doing something or I must do something to break this curse I have brought upon you. If this involves me wearing a Cleveland Brown shirt while grilling, I will gladly do so to break this curse for you. Here's hoping the gremlins have left the system. Love the show. Love you, Scott. By the way, I see Scott in the instant chat. Scott weighing in on the instant chat as I thought he might. When Meathead's audio wasn't working tonight, I about died. <laughs> what are the chances, Scott? Let's blame that one on Meathead. Let's also thank Doug for not calling in in another windstorm. I got to tell you, I am really anxious going into the next segment with Len Aberman. But we'll see what happens. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? We go to Len, the camera's on, I say, hey, Len, and we get crickets. That's the worst thing that could happen. I'm hopeful that that isn't going. I'm hopeful Scott's email that I should have pre-read and then eliminated immediately to hopefully not induce any more further hijinks and or hoodwinkedness. Man, oh, man. Fingers, toes, cross, and praying to my Lord and Savior, Lord baby Jesus Christ. And we'll see how it goes from here. But, Scott, thank you for writing into the show. Now, uh, many of you were also asking, what was the next day like from the Reaper Jerky Challenge? Let me say this. Everything was fine. I will say this. If you like hot stuff, then you want to buy a box or a case of the Reaper Jerky from Malcolm's shop. It was hot. I'm not going to lie. You can see it on the video. Even Doug texted me after the fact. He's like, hey, listening to it on audio was funny. Watching on it, completely different level. Completely different level of hilarity watching you suffer. There was that one point where I'm talking and I'm like, bleh, bleh. it caught it caught me out of nowhere. Caught me out of nowhere. Look at this guy, Doug Shiding, weighing in. I am used to it after six years, beaten like a redheaded stepchild. Eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. We are praying, Doug. We are praying, Doug. Absolutely. All right. Well, I see that Len Aberman is in the green room. So we have 50% of the battle once again reestablished and working in our favor. 
see what happens after that. I'll talk to you quickly before Pits and Spits, before we give it another whirl since 1983. Handcrafting. Smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. In that time, Pits and Spits establishing itself as one of the premier brands and high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers. Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7 and 10 gauge steel in every cooker. Fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit. And 304 stainless roll top lids and front shelves on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher quality materials, Pits and Spits smokers reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. And by providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel, that grill rattling apart as you move through the backyard. And by using 304 stainless, you have an heirloom quality cooker to pass down to the kiddos if they want it. They probably won't, but just in case. Now, where some companies are focusing on low cost only, the horrors of the business. Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and using quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these? Sure, look around. But they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless electronics you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of their design and standards. Not something you find with other products. There are steel suppliers supply material to be used in some of the harshest environments around. So you know they're going to perform in all conditions like New York City, and Cleveland, Ohio, and Texas. The list goes on. Plus, the controllers that they use are made right here in the States. They have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Pits and Spits has a dealer network. If there isn't one close to you, give Koi in the shop a call, 844-650-6250. Whether you're backyard grill master like me or a competition cook, Pits and Spits has a product for you. You can check them out at pitsandspits.com, all spelled out, or see their Pits in the Wild across social media with our handle at Pits and Spits. Len Aberman is all I need to say. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes, and a host of accessories to complete your pit barrel cooking experience. Whether you're a beginner or professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Let's try this again. Hey, did you know that baseball season is now underway? Yes. Since the last time I did, Cleveland Indians have strung a fairly nice win streak together before a loss last night. Did you also know that barbecue goes great with baseball? Well, it does. So much so that my next guest made a podcast that covers both topics, and we are ready to talk about both during this segment tonight. So let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first-timer and co-host of the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast, Len Aberman joining me. Hey, Len! Hello! We've done it, Len! How about that? Yes! New York and Cleveland mashing together! All right, so we can just call it off. That's the show. Everybody, good night, everybody! Thank you very much. All right. Thank God we've done it. And away we go. Away we go. Len, thank you for joining me and uh, backing me up in successive weeks, by the way. Uh, Lens podcast, as I had mentioned, baseball and BBQ, and you can find them over at their website, baseballandbbq.weebly.com. We'll talk about that in a second. Let me tell you something. 
uh, Len. <laughs> I was listening to your show as I do in the mornings as I'm getting my run in against my better judgment. The run, not the show, listen. And uh, lo and behold, I hear a little bit of a recap of what was supposed to be a Len Aberman appearance last week. And uh, at first I was like, oh, that's cute. And uh, But your co-host, let's call him Jeff Cohen, because rule number one, no names, please, of the show. But we'll make up a name and say Jeff Cohen. This guy seems to be really having quite a good time at your expense, saying things like, you sounded great. Well, couldn't hear you, of course, so I understand the backhanded compliment. And, you know, look, let's be honest, Len, between you, me, and the fence post, everybody knows that listens to that show. You are the talent on the team. You have stepped up the audio game. I mean, Jeff still sounds like he's trapped in the basement being held a hostage like a, some young teen here in Cleveland, Ohio for 10 years. I mean, come on. You know the ledge, Jeff. You know the ledge. Am I right, Len? You know what? I, I love my co-host, okay? Uh, Jeff's the best. And I, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, we we have a benefactor, a show benefactor. Oh, my. None other than uh, your friend and mine, Doug Scheiding, who actually reached into his pocket, took out some shekels, and sent a microphone to Jeff. Wow. Yes. Well, yeah. well uh, so I want to thank him. I've never known Doug to be anything less than incredibly charitable, uh, happy to pass yes. along a few thin guilders if he has opportunity. Let's not dismiss the fact, by the way, that as much as Doug is helping Jeff, this still puts Jeff on the hot seat. Why oh, yeah. the sweet fuck? Oh, yeah. Has this guy just decided to go against the grain? He sees you step up in my quality, and it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to sit back here and podcast like 1975, hell or high water. I mean, have you not had conversations about, hey, it's a pandemic, Jeff. Let's step up the game and help people's sickness and try and you know encourage them to not decide to pick death upon listening to the show during when you talk. Well, I think he, uh, I think he went for a higher grade of tin can and string. <laughs> yes. So I think he, he definitely he upgraded there. Very good. All so. right. Uh, having a little fun at Jeff's expense because I love to do that when people cannot defend themselves because I am pussy number true. one in this world. I like to run from fights when they occur, but nevertheless, we're talking with co-host of the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast, Len Aberman. Uh, Len, let's go ahead and get a quick background about you professionally, personally, and then we'll talk about the podcast itself and how it came to be. Okay, well, I, I am what I am. Uh, I am a, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, I wanted to be a sports writer uh, from a very young age. And so uh, when that did not become my career, I said, well, uh, you know, how can I... Uh, you know, do something that was, uh, in, in those lines. And, you know, everybody has a podcast these days. So, uh, we, we were the last two, we were the last two that didn't. So we said, what goes great together, baseball and barbecue, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. And, uh, we, we came up with this, uh, idea to do a podcast. There's so many 
there's so many baseball podcasts out there. There's so many barbecue podcasts out there. You're being the number one. Greg, you are the goat uh, of Thank barbecue you. podcasts. You are welcome. So we came up with baseball and barbecue, which is uh, unique. And sometimes we have guests that are um, baseball related, sometimes barbecue related, and sometimes they are, as we like to say, the perfect guest, and they enter both realms. How long have you been doing the show at this point? God, it's uh, it's almost, it's going to be four years in December. Wow. So, I mean, certainly you have outlasted a lot of podcasts. I mean, you go through any podcast directory or platform you search through some type of a topic that you think you might have an interest in. And then what I like to do after I search through the topic and you get the returns to see when was the most recent podcast posted. And quickly you realize that there are billions and billions and billions of podcasts out there. Long, Most of them have pod faded long before. You're like, oh, well, that seemed like it would have been a really good podcast, but they haven't produced any content in four years. And then there's nothing worse right. than listening to stuff that's really old, but it was really good. And you wondered, what the hell happened? Why didn't it continue? How were you guys able to put together, like when you were getting into the beginnings of this, you come up with the concept, baseball and barbecue would separate you. As you said, you have an opportunity to draw from two different segments. You could have, as you call it, the perfect guest to talk about both coherently or at least to some degree of knowledge. When you're putting the show together, did you and Jeff like have uh, basic benchmark concepts that you wanted to hit that you could repeat every show to, to make that show happen each and every week or you know whenever the, the release was going to be that you decided on initially? We, we had delusions of grandeur. We thought if we enjoyed speaking about these topics, everybody's going to want to listen to what we have to say because, right. you know, <laughs> we're just basically, you know, if we were callers to a radio show, that's what we would be. We'd be the, the callers. Um, but we just started talking about it. We we really didn't know anything about putting out a podcast. Uh, at the time, we even took the free service. Um you know, uh, on uh, the podcast platform. So after 90 days, our episodes left. <laughs> they didn't even they didn't even stick around till we actually paid for the service. Um, and then we just we got lucky. We, we it was uh, it was right around. Um, actually, it was getting close to February, so it was going to be Black History Month. And Jeff had the idea. You know, I wonder if we should do something on uh, uh, the Negro Leagues, you know, the baseball. And um, he looked it up. There happened to be a museum in Kansas City. And we contacted them thinking we would get someone on, you know, just from the the museum to maybe come on. Yeah. And it ended up we got the president of the museum, Bob Kendrick, wow. who we've had on twice now. Uh, one of the greatest storytellers that you'll ever, you know, that you'll ever hear. Uh, knows his baseball just but the way he tells a story is incredible and uh came on we didn't realize how well known this guy is and the museum came on and uh from there we just kept uh booking guests and uh and i think i think really you know we we joke but um jeff is really the one who keeps us on track you know, we we try and come out every two weeks with an episode, and uh, sometimes we come out with bonus content. 
as uh you know you do as well and 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 um which is fantastic and we, we try to do that um but he keeps us on track because it's uh you know it's whether it, you know, the, the time you put in, you know, like, it's like when you volunteer for an organization and they tell you, oh, an hour a week and that's all you need. No, this, this is, it's almost like a, a second job, an enjoyable job, but, but it's definitely a job and he keeps us on track. We book the interviews, we do the recordings, we have to, he edits, we have to write up the blurb about it. We have to do, like you said, we, we this week we spoke about the calamity of being on your show with no sound um, and and release the episode. Len Aberman joining me here on the show, co-host of Baseball and Barbecue, a uh, twice per month or uh, with some bonus content every now and again, uh, baseball.weebly, uh, baseballandbbq.weebly.com. And, of course, you can just go to any of the uh, podcast platforms and search for that and go ahead and subscribe that way. As I would mentioned, you guys have made it past most podcasts from a longevity standpoint. So as you look back on what is going to be four years, are there one or two most important things that you contribute your success to? One thing that I, I think is our sound um, has gotten better, and you are definitely uh, not to you know not trying to blow smoke here. Please blow away. You are definitely <laughs> you are definitely an influence. Uh, you have been a great mentor. Uh, people should know that I started to email you. You email right back. I, I've never seen anyone email back quicker, and uh, you advised me on the microphone, which was which was very important. Uh, so at least one of us sounds good, right? <laughs> yes. I think both of us sound really good right now. <laughs> we do, yes. Um, and and once the... I, I used to go to uh, record in the same place as Jeff. And once the pandemic hit, we started doing it uh, via Zoom. And I hate to say it, but out of, out of bad comes some good. And probably the, uh, the pandemic actually helped us because we started using Zoom. And we sound a lot better. And uh, we've been able to get uh, a lot of our guests have been kind of uh, kind of uh, recluse, <laughs> right? Available. They, they can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. So they're available. I mean, we had uh, we, we got Wayne Randazzo, who was the Mets announcer uh, during what would have been baseball season because he was sitting at home. You know, there are certain people that we've we've gotten on because of that. Um, but we find that people just they love to to talk uh, about, you know, about baseball, barbecue. And they we we hopefully we we make it very relaxing for them. And they like to come on and, and we don't uh, we don't grill them with, uh, you know, uh, questions that are um, too you know, hard to answer. And we get some really nice interviews. We've had some fantastic guests. Yeah. Well, I've, I mean, I've been listening steadily right along, heard all the improvements. And I think, you. you know, from a, you know, from a host to a host, it's satisfying for me to see somebody who reaches out, asks for some pointers and uh, tips and techniques and stuff, and then see them being implemented. And then not only that, but having it uh, elevate the whole podcast. So from a listenability standpoint, uh, certainly, as you had mentioned, it's become uh, a, a much 
better show all the way around. I think you have a real knack at uh, eloquently and easily without a, a forceful tact of pulling information out of people. You, you know, you have a tendency to endear yourself to folks right away. Uh, and so does Jeff. And is it fair to say that Jeff is more of like the baseball expert? And while you're a fan of baseball, you might then be more of the barbecue expert at the same time. Yes, I think it's definitely fair to say Jeff knows, um, you know, he could tell you uh, the number of a player. Jeff could tell you um, who won, you know, the 1977 World Series or, you know, he definitely knows his stats better. Um, I think that we both are um, knowledgeable about players, uh, baseball history, but yeah, he's definitely more the stat person. Um, and as far as barbecue expert, I mean, I'm a backyard griller, but I love barbecue. The thing that's funny is when you have a podcast on these two subjects, people kind of consider you to be an expert. doesn't mean we have to be experts at it. We just love talking about it. The fact that we have these people on that are experts you know, it is great. Do you find that when you have somebody that you're bringing on that you feel is going to be more barbecue related or on the other side of the coin, more baseball related, uh, the opposite happens. The baseball person wants to talk more about the cooking aspect or the cooker wants to talk more about the baseball aspect. We have had that happen. As a matter of fact, we had a, we had meathead on and uh, he was fantastic. And with us, we don't have a lot of returning guests um, because there's just so many people in the in the realm. So um, he's somebody that we are looking forward to reaching out to and having on again. But when he came on, the first thing he wanted to talk about was baseball and 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 did talk about baseball. Um, and I mean, we had Howard Johnson on uh, third baseman, uh, you know, for the Mets years ago, 30-30 uh, club, you know, 30 steals, 30 homers, did that numerous times with the Mets. And he is uh, a, a huge barbecue fan. And he wanted to talk about, you know, the his his uh, brisket and, and uh, did we know of any good uh, recipes for brisket? So, yeah, absolutely. There, we do get that. Uh, you know where where you where you're shocked. You're expecting one thing, and you get the other. But that's that's what makes it fun. Through the first four years of the show's life, who, in your opinion, is the best guest so far? I'll tell you mine here in a second, wow. but I'm anxious to hear who yours is. Well, I guess uh, my my heart is deaf. Well, there is one that we had on. Um, the sound quality wasn't great. It was right before the pandemic hit. And it was uh, somebody by the name of Greg Rempe. He was on the episode we released on March 21st. That's right. <laughs> March 21st. I guess people can't see you pointing to yourself because most people are listening in, in podcast form. That's right. But, uh, March 21st of 2020. Um you were on and we were grateful for that. Unfortunately, the sound quality I'm sure was not to your, to your liking, but then after that we started to improve. Uh, but I would say probably Bob Kendrick, just because he was the first guest and the man is just 
he's just incredible. What he does for the game and and just what he's doing for that museum in Kansas City yeah. is, is unbelievable. But um, and and then of course we had Doug Shiding, who has become friend of the show. Uh, I'm sorry. I, he last week he came to my rescue, tried to you know call from a from a tornado apparently. But um, Doug's great, and he's now kind of become like a a guest co-host. I think he's been on our show what 250 times or something Roughly, like that. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had Tim Kirchin was a great interview. Um, Robert Wool, you know from Arliss fame. He was a lot of fun. My favorite. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. My favorite. Go ahead. I'm yes. not bashful to say. It was unbelievable. I was so impressed that you guys were able to land him. One of my favorite baseball personalities, players, and managers of all time. Bobby freaking Valentine. Holy crap. Uh, yes. Now, look. Yes. I'm going to sit here and kiss your ass for a minute. I, I thought for sure I, I, I would be ahead. able to hear nervousness and tension. This is not your run-of-the-mill hack, single-A douche coach. I mean, this is Bobby freaking Valentine. You know, incredible yes. high school player, incredible pro player, incredible manager, legendary manager. And the way that you guys handled the interview was incredible. A lot of great questions. He didn't seem to be bothered. Like, I was always wondering, like, at what point, I heard there was, like, a time frame that was definitively set at the front right. of being a sales guy yes. whenever that happens. Like you set the timer and as soon as that hits, you're like, okay, should we finish or do we get some more time? And then you wait for the customer to gauge what you're supposed to be doing at that point. But he seemed to thoroughly enjoy the interview as a whole. But what I thought evaluating the interview portion from YouTube, he seemed to genuinely like and respect the questions that you guys were asking so much so that at one point, I think you would ask him a question, and he, what I call the guest compliment, says, you know what, that's a really good question. Or maybe it was, you know what, I haven't been asked that. It was one of those you know, things where I, I know right off the bat, this isn't something that he hears all the time. This is something that has impressed him because you dug deep. You asked something that somebody you know doesn't usually ask, and that's like a, an impromptu or an involuntary way of a guest to say, Hey, you're doing a really good job right now without saying that, without knowing that they're saying that. I thought you guys did a masterful job with Bobby Valentine. Thank you very much. And and that was, you know, that was one of those. Um, we we have someone that helps us uh, get uh, phone numbers and email addresses, and he he likes to remain under the radar, so I never bring his name up. But uh, he's he's a big help to the show as well. I think sometimes what happens with these guys is they come on not expecting us to, you know, we're fans and I'm not afraid to tell someone how wonderful I think they are because I'm being honest with them. But at the same time, they're just people. And, and also the thing with Bobby Valentine was a lot of people have heard the stories over and over the same stories, but there's so much more to him and you do a little research. And I think the question you're referring to is when I asked him, cause he was injured a lot. I mean, this was a guy who was an incredible athlete. If he didn't have these injuries, he could have possibly been a hall of fame player. 
And I, but he's also known as being an incredible manager. Mm -hmm. So I asked him if he wasn't, uh, if he didn't have these injuries, would he have then, does he think he would have gone into managing? And I think that was the question that made him give pause. And he uh, said, you know, that's a really good question. But we also asked him about he he was a um, a ballroom dancer. He was like a yes, champion that's ballroom right. world dancer, champion ballroom dancer. You know? Wow. And who knows that, right? I mean, that's not something that you think of Bobby Valentine. So we like to 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 get to to ask the guests questions, things that they're not going to just talk about all the time. And it doesn't have to be something that's controversial. It's just something that is unusual or you know that people want to know about so i really appreciate what you're saying uh that was a lot of fun to interview him guy the cooking sam is coming in with this question i don't know if you can see it scrolling down lenny dykstra is fun is there any way we're going to get nails on the show len any way we're going to get uh nails on baseball and bbq jeff and i have a bucket list okay um (laughs) And 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 I'll tell you, at one time you were on that list, but you are now. We we got to you, and so um, Lenny Dykstra is definitely on that list. Uh, we're going to reach out to him. He's done with the Howard Stern show, apparently. I mean, I haven't heard him on there recently. Does that so? Does that uh, uh, give you a pause to know how his appearances were on the Howard Stern show, or do you think that that's just a? personality that he is putting on and if he was on baseball and bbq you would get a more reserved and professional nails you know what i think it gives jeff uh pause maybe a little bit (laughs) um but but i'm like you know hey yeah if he's gonna be like that whatever i mean that's if that's who he is that's who he is you know why because you're um, a bobcat len that's right you're ohio university bobcat god damn it Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, but we had on um, uh, we had on Barry Lyons, uh, former catcher for the Mets, and he he was um, he's a very re- he's a very religious man. Um, and while we had him on, he did a lot of proselytizing. And but it was but it wasn't it it was I think it added to the interview because it showed his personality it was who he was it wasn't like he was trying to convert us but at the same time you saw that his faith was so important to him so i think that the way somebody is um whether you know lenny dykstra is going to be the way he is on the stern show i mean look he hits on robin quivers all the time right um you know i don't think he's going to hit on either of us so i think but I, I'm willing to take the chance, and if he is that way, that's fine. If he's not, it's fine too. But I, I would definitely, definitely, Sam the Cooking Guy. If you could get us Lenny Dykstra, I will, <laughs> I will get more people to subscribe to your channel. <laughs> All right, uh, who's number one on the bucket list right now that we need to cross off? Whew. I really want to get Willie Randolph. Oh wow! Really? Uh, not that I think that he'll not I'm Dave sorry? Winfield. No, I mean Greg yeah, Nettles, like Dave Winfield, Goose Gossage, yeah, Ron oh, Guidry, Dave Rigetti, George Brett, George Brett. Yes, is George Brett's oh, on the bucket list? I bet yeah. I, can, I but, bet I could help yeah. you get George Brett. I know Meet Mitch. They're like neighbors in uh, in Kansas City. Then I would I would appreciate that. I could probably make that happen. The thing about 
the thank you. All right. That's that'd be great. The thing about Willie Randolph that that I just I love a matter of fact, we interviewed um we interviewed a guy, Eric Sherman, last night, who's an author. And um he he knows Willie Randolph. And I said to him, I'd like to get Willie Randolph on. I just want to tell Willie Randolph what a raw deal I feel he got from the New York Mets. I think he got a raw deal. And the fact that he never got to manage again, I think sucks. So can I say sucks on your show, yes. Greg? Yes, you can swear <laughs> too in front of it if you want to really get hammer your point across. It's up to you. No, I know. I'm a listener. I, I know. <laughs> but uh no, but but I know that uh I just want to get Willie Randolph. I mean, obviously we'd want him for more than five minutes, but I want to be able to tell him that. So he's on the bucket list. But yeah, George Brad is definitely on the bucket list. Dave Winfield would be great. Mm. Um, but we don't need to get name players either. You know, we have on, uh, play, we had Mark Littell. Now, Mark Littell uh, played for Kansas City, actually played with George Brett. Mark Littell has a, has a company now. They make protective cups. The name of the company is Nutty Buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, takes, he takes fastballs from a pitching machine right to the cojones. Okay. Using wow. Nutty Buddy. Wow. All right. Product testing and to had, its ultimate level. Holy moly. <laughs> exactly. We had him on. And he was fascinating. He was great. Um, we've had Kurt Bavakwa on. Okay. Um, another just great interview. We don't need to have a guy. Yeah, it's nice, of course. It it helps our numbers, of course, because you know, you get more listens for the episode. But it doesn't have to be someone with a big name. These guys have great stories to tell. And uh, we just love talking to them. Baseball or barbecue. I mean, we've had great barbecue guests as well, you know. Len Aberman joining me here on the show. You can subscribe to their podcast, Baseball and BBQ, on all the podcast platforms. Last question before I let you go tonight, Len. What's the best bar, in your opinion, on Court Street in Athens, Ohio? Oh, wow. It's been so long since I was there, but uh, the pub got to be, right? Because if I remember the food yes. at the pub. Oh, pub right? burger. Pub burger was insane. Yeah. yeah. And then the aquarium aquarium night with the big fishbowl beer glasses. Look out. <laughs> there have been plenty of night I don't remember yeah. passing out in the pub. I can tell you that. <laughs> wow. We. Yeah. All right, uh, Len Aberman joining me here on the show, co-host of Baseball and BBQ. You can find them on all the podcast platforms. So if you like baseball and barbecue or them independently and might learn to like the other side of that, if you don't know it keenly, subscribe to the podcast and get together, Len. Really appreciate the time and the insight, and we'll have you on again soon. Thank you very much, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Len Aberman, right there, the co-host of Baseball and Barbecue. Great info. Great insight. Love when guys have a passion for something, turn it into a podcast, and then they could make it live for longer than six months in a year. Not only that, because there's a lot of crap that has lived for longer than a year, but have refined the process. There's plenty of podcasts out there that sound just as crappy as they did from day one and seem to have no desire to fix it at all, ever. Baseball and barbecue, not one of them. Stepping it up. So we wish them continued success. Len Aberman, Jeff Cohen. Jeff taking it at the beginning of that interview. Unmerciful. How dare we? 
Let me talk to you quickly about Primo Cookers before we get to the open segment. And if you want to call in on the open segment, you're certainly more than welcome to do that. 216-220-0966. You can also weigh in through email if you want. Greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Primo Cookers. The website first, primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. Here's the key differentiators from what's currently existing in the ceramic market. Well, everything else we know out there right now is round. Primo is oval in shape. Patented oval design offering true two-zone cooking technology, offering more than 60 cooking configurations. 60, not 16. 60. Quality products that are made right here in the United States. Precision-controlled manufacturing. Highest quality ceramics used in the industry. For some new product updates on 2021, what I've been telling you about the last couple weeks. Arriving in showrooms this spring, a new easy lift hinge reduces force to lift the grill head by 70%. Precision control, top and bottom air control, allowing for easy and accurate settings each and every time. You can also have upgrade kits, which are available. You can upgrade your existing Primo with all of these new features. Right now, find your nearest Primo dealer. Visit them. Get the new lift hinge also get that precision control top and bottom airflow controller visit your local dealer see what they have in stock buy one or two many different sizes extra large large they have travel size uh, look if even if you can't wrap your head around an oval size unit for whatever reason that would be they still offer around one two should you get around primo I would say get out of your head. Get the oval. You can set up true two-zone cook. If you can't think anything more than round, they have a round. Get that. Some websites and other things. Primogrill.com, as I had mentioned earlier. You can follow them on Instagram, Primo Ceramic Grill. You can also follow them on Facebook, Primo Ceramic Grills, plural. That's Primogrill.com. We are back with an open segment. Your participation is encouraged if you're so inclined. Otherwise, we'll see you here in just a few short seconds. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Two different websites, smithfield.com to get grilling tips and tricks this season from Chris Lindley, Darren Worth, under Cervantes, Charles Cridland. Smoking with smithfield.com to enter your first place rib and pork finishes throughout the course of this competition year. Brag all around, especially if you're a committed cook. Smoking with Smithfield.com or for recipes and tips, Smithfield.com. 216-220-0966. If you want to jump in on the show at this point, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com as well. I have some breaking news. A barbecue central show exclusive news update. Greg Rempe reporting from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio, the city that is breaking all of the breaking news and it is breaking across the country, the world, the, 
By the way, Diane, you might want to tune out. The This is the book I was talking about. I'm prepping you. Are you ready? Are you I'm like Bob Barker. I'm starting, I'm stopping. I'm starting, I'm stopping. Forget about it. Some breaking news right now. The horse meat book of a generation has found its way into my very hands over the past couple days. And I am giving peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. And thanks to show friend, sometimes contributor, Stover Harger III for sending it to me. Stover, we love you. Love you. It very well might be the only copy in circulation today. It is entitled, for your listening pleasure, Processing, Cooking, and Buying Horse Meat for Human Consumption. Think I'm kidding? I'm not. Here's the book. Right here. And if you didn't notice, that's how much it costs. 25 cents. (laughs) If you think that this is uh, some kind of joke, no. There's text right here. Oh, look. You might be saying, Hey, Greg, that's hardly a book. It looks like a few white papers strung together. Well, look, there's a binder there. There's back. There's cover. There's an inside right here. Copyright 1952, if you can handle it. I said 1952. This is a real publication brought to you. By the wisdom of Leon Kenny. Now, you might not know anything about Leon Kenny. Let me bring you up to speed on Leon. Mr. Kenny, a free. By the way, as I read to you, this was dated back in 1952. <clears throat> Mr. Kenny, a freelance writer and former newspaper man. Like, if you said that nowadays newspaper man to like anybody 25 years or younger 30 years or younger if you said oh yeah my dad's a newspaper man do you think the next thing out of somebody's mouth would be what the hell is that what's a newspaper man what does that mean anyway mr kenny a freelance writer and former newspaper man is at the present time actively engaged in the retail horse meat business Because it was a thing in 1952. His book is the product of nearly a year of intensive research into the correct methods of processing, cooking, and buying horse meat for human consumption. Gang, you didn't think it was real. You thought I was nuts in a coop. There's a book, and it's right here. Right here. For back then, a whopping quarter... So what I thought would be a grand idea, and it's not that I want to keep Diane me away from the show. Absolutely not. And I say that with peace Peace and love, love. Diane. I don't want you to leave. But I thought, hey, this book is just about my length, numbering in almost 17 pages. And I don't even know if these qualify as pages because they're not as, like, long, uh, 
dimensional as a regular book page. But for the sake of argument, because most of you are listening through podcasts anyway and not seeing the video of what this book looks like. It's like a little mini book, a kid's book, 17 pages, almost 17 pages of text, no pictures. There does appear to be blood of some sort. Maybe uh, Leon Kenny was using this while like, physically. Well, I mean, look at that. There's a huge stain there. Wow. On page 11. What's going on in page 11? So I thought it would be a dandy idea if over the next handful of weeks. By the way, programming note, don't forget, in two short weeks, American Idol's second season Barbecue Central Show edition is happening. My song is cut and in the can, as they say, along with John Solberg. I believe Doug Scheiding has taken a couple swipes. I don't know where Rusty Monson's at. By the way, returning to defend his title, the pitmaster of Dead Broke Barbecue and the creator of said YouTube channel, Jeff Rice, will also be back. Notwithstanding that, I thought after Stover sent me this Processing, Cooking, and Buying Horse Meat for Human Consumption book. Why not over the next handful of weeks, Grandpa Rempy, read the children a few passages in this book. Why not? Get everybody excited. Hey, everybody excited. Maybe I should read it as Harry Carey. I think I'm going to. Hold on. Let me, uh, Go on over to the grandpa music. So I said, hey, why not read a couple passages every week until we blast through page 17? Could take 17 weeks from now. You got anything better to do over the next 17 weeks than listen to a passage or two from the preeminent book on the class subject? Processing, cooking, and buying horse meat for human consumption by Leon Kenny. No, you don't. Don't even lie. You have nothing better to do. We're still under COVID quarantine to a degree. So you got plenty of time, Jack. Just sit back, relax, and listen to what's happening over here. Now, turn this off. I don't want to be distracted at all. Allow me to read the first passage for you, if you will allow me the opportunity. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Storytime about horse meat. (laughs) Passage number one. What this book is about. Okay. America is a nation of meat eaters. A nation where the Sunday roast is as traditional as apple pie. But today, with beef prices at astronomical all-time highs and quality correspondingly low, the Sunday roast has rapidly disappeared from the American table. Hey! That's a disgrace. Okay. It has been replaced with all matter of substitute. Dishes concocted with eggs cheese, a macaroni, hot dogs. In some homes, however, where the economic pressure is greatest or the spirit more daring, the Sunday roast has reappeared on the table. 
success. But instead of <laughs> but instead of good time out of all American beef, it's horse meat. In many other homes, distraught housewives forced to deprive their families of the nutritional value of a diet rich in meat and meat products regard those who enjoy horse meat with a curious yet envious eye. These women... (laughs) What? In 1952, they're starting book chapter with these women. (laughs) I continue. These women find it difficult because of sentiment, prejudice, or lack of factual information to accept the idea of horse flesh as human food. And frequently, once having conquered their aversion and tried the meat, they have been keenly disappointed in the result. Oh no! They find the meat tough, rubbery, and dry. This is what this book is about. It is about the proper method for processing, cooking, and buying horse meat for human consumption. For horse meat is not beef. What? I said horse meat is not beef. It cannot be bought like beef, cooked like beef, handled like beef, or eaten like beef. Because I'd be crazy. If it was beef, it would be called beef horse. Not horse. In this book, you will find sections devoted to the nutritional value of horse meat. Or a comparison of the various cuts for this tender and flavorful with instructions for cooking. A chapter on the proper processing techniques in the meat market. A discussion on seasoners, marinades, and tenderized. And as analysis of the composition of horse meat and how this affects the cooking of it. That's right, everybody. That's just passion one. Passage one. Cubs win. Cubs win. Well, hopefully everybody enjoyed that particular passage. Absolutely. Harry Carey making a reappearance to the show after many, many years of absence. Who knows what that could lead to? And the good news is this, gang, there's only 16 more pages left. I said 16 more pages. Plenty of weeks of horse meat education coming your way. And back in 1952, you could only pick it up for only a quarter. Don't take any wood nickels back then, but you could have gotten it for just a quarter, believe it or not. Also, speaking of the Barbecue Hall of Fame a little earlier with Meathead, I have some uh, information in that regard, some programming notes to pass along. For the second year in a row, if you can believe it, we will announce the nine semifinalists live. I said live. Here on this show. We'll do it live. That's right. We'll do it live. Do it live. Uh, right, Bill. I'll write it oh, and we'll do it Bill. live. All right. We will announce the nine semifinalists live right here on this we'll show. Do it live. Yes. We'll do it live. Do it live. On a special live edition of the Barbecue Central show on May 5th. Then, notwithstanding that, a few weeks later on the 20th, 
we will have the third year running Hall of Fame members announcement. That also will be a live show. We'll do it live. We will do it live. Also, we will announce the names that make it into the legacy class of 2021 as well. All of them will be going in at the same time. So mark your calendars now. Those will not be on two. As a matter of fact, I'm going to help you out right now. We are in April, so May 5th is a Wednesday, following it up on the 20th. And now uh, that could be the 26th. I'll have to double-check that. Give me one second. Let me type Emily Park's name into the Googles so I can pull it out. All right, I was incorrect. So it's going to be the 5th of May. For the nine semi-finalist announcement. And then uh, one to three weeks after that on the 26th, we will be announcing the actual class of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, both legacy and uh, voted on members. Uh, so from that semi-finalist of nine, one-third will make it in. So mark your calendars for the 5th and the 26th of May, both Wednesdays, both live show, in addition to the live show the night before on Tuesday very exciting. Lastly, I want to pass along some Green Mountain Grill news slash controversy. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Continuing to break the most live fire news that anybody breaks on a consistent basis. It is Greg Rampy reporting from the Breaking News Desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, look, there's a link going around. It's a legitimate link, by the way. I'm getting ready to pull it up and show you here on the web, if you're or here on the live feed, if you're watching it. If you go to Costco.com, you've heard of Costco, right? I'm sorry. If you go to Costco, you will see a Green Mountain Grill Jim Bowie Prime Plus available for sale. You have to sign in to see the price for members only. And there was plenty of scuttlebutt going on on Facebook going, hey, when did Green Mountain Grill throw the dealer network concept out in the garbage? And now they're pulling through big box stores. They said they would never do such a thing. Well, not jumping on the bandwagon before I had all the information. I, of course, reached out to top men in the industry, that being Jason Baker. And he has confirmed with me. 100% that these units are not Andrew, you are not the These units are not being sold by Green Mountain Grill Corporate to Costco. They are not pulling through Costco. They, as a corporation, have nothing and no relationship with Costco. Have they talked a bunch of times? Do they probably know each other? I'm sure. Business people talk. However, that is not the avenue they have ever been a part of. That is not the avenue that they are taking. There is no corporate relationship between Green Mountain Grills uh, allowing Costco to sell grills through their web presence. What you are seeing in that link, and here it is again, is a rogue dealer that has been set up. The dealer has decided to go rogue and list on Costco.com, and they are selling. Now, Green Mountain Grills is working through back channels to eliminate all of that. 
This is not a Green Mountain Grill deciding to go against the core principle of selling through their established dealer network, as I had said. That is still how they are operating. That is still how they feel business is best to continue for them. They will continue to build that network out because they feel that Green Mountain Grill representatives educating a dealer who then in turn educates the customer is the best way to go. Gives them the opportunity to remove any buyer's remorse, gives the customer a level of satisfaction and the knowledge to get home and have success right out of the box, thus limiting returns. You buy it online, you don't like it once, fuck it, I'll just return it. That's it. When you educate folks, when they put in the time and effort to build the dealer network, which I uh, do believe in as well, by the way, uh, my daytime company is a dealer for a manufacturer, Peterbilt. I work for a dealer. So I get it. They send people to us, educate us. We then educate our customers. Same uh, principle right here. So they feel that educating the dealer, who in turn educates the customer, is the best way to go. You can go back and listen to past episodes of Jason and I talking about that specific subject and business mind thought on past episodes of the show and why they don't go into the big box, uh, in the big box stores if you want to hear it more in depth. So you need to know something if you're going to go ahead and buy through the Costco website anyway for however long that's going to remain up. And believe me, time is ticking. If you buy one of these units on this website right now, the Costco website, or through the Costco website, there's a very good chance that if something happens to that unit because it wasn't purchased through legitimate channels, that it will not be covered under warranty if something goes wrong with it. So keep that in mind. If you feel like you're getting over on somebody or you don't have to go through a dealer in order to buy this Green Mountain Grill Jim Bowie Prime Plus, Put a little bit more thought into that. You want to buy a cooker whose warranty is going to be voided because of how that rogue dealer is deciding to sell it? I would caution against it. It's your money. It's free will. It's capitalist society, all that, whatever. I would advise against it. But it's certainly up to you. But know this. This website on Costco.com is not Green Mountain Grill corporate pulling through Costco for sales. That is not what's what happened. That's not what... <laughs> what? That is not what's happening here. They are continuing to hold to the core principle of developing a dealer network. All right. Let me quickly talk to you about the restaurant challenge that is going on through Certified Angus Beef still. Very easy to take part in. Hashtag restaurant challenge three ways. Grab takeout, dine in safely, if that's an option, or purchase gift cards from your favorite restaurant. Then share your favorite restaurant moment on social media using the hashtag restaurant challenge and enter for the chance to win 10 social media users will be nominated uh, and then randomly selected to receive a $100 gift card to dine out again. How about that? Now, if you tag your favorite restaurant in the post, That restaurant will now be randomly, potentially selected to win a $2,500 gift card of their own that will help in direct support of that restaurant's staff. So not only do you get a chance of winning $100, by the way, it's 10 of them. You get a chance to win 10, one of 10 $100 gift cards if you just use the hashtag restaurant challenge. And if you tag the restaurant, 
they have the opportunity to win a $2,500 direct support gift card for their staff. It's great. Very easy. Grab takeout, dine in where safe, or purchase a gift card. Share the restaurant moment using hashtag restaurant challenge, then tag the restaurant. You could win 100 bucks. The restaurant could win 2,500 bucks. It's a win-win. Let's wrap up the show. What do you say? Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Vortic Watches, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vendor restoration company located in Northern California. Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches and turn them into wrist watches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that they make is a unique, one-of-a-kind timepiece. Vortic, founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. You can check out their watches, and they do have a watch a day for sale each and every day during the business week. Vortic Watches all right, let's go ahead and break out. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Second hour, Len Aberman, co-host of Baseball and BBQ Podcast. You can find them on all of the podcast platforms, so if you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that. And then we had open segment where we began passage readings of the Processing, Cooking, and Buying Horse Meat for Human Consumption book. Written by Leon Kenny. By the way, if you Google him, he really doesn't come up. So don't go looking to start a fight with somebody that wrote a paper in 1952. But I'll continue to read passages each and every week. Because it's fun. Big show planned for you next week. It's the third Tuesday. So, you know, we got Stephen Reichland coming up. We have a... I believe we have uh, Jess Pryles coming up next week. Now that I think about it. Yeah, her first quarterly visit of the year plenty of other things going on as well september 11th 2001 i will never forget until next tuesday at 9 p.m eastern this is your program host and proud u.s american greg rempe good night now this is jennifer polymus from shalote north carolina and this is barbecue central 